Mike, I have been listening, as I generally do, to basically all of your shows. And Why wouldn't you? Oh, why wouldn't I? Uh, this week, though, possibly more than any other week, I've been doing it in a very random order. And it has been fascinating going from, and I don't recall which episode I was listening to. I want to say it was connected, was I think early in the week, and you were feeling pretty chipper. And then I believe the last one I listened to was Cortex, and I might have my own chronology wrong, but uh, in Cortex, it sounded like a truck had run you over. Mm. thought, mm, nope, that's not enough, reversed, mm. ran you over during the reversing process, and then proceeded to run you over a third time. Mm -hmm. So let me establish, as we sit here on the, well, for you, afternoon of Thursday, the 16th of June, how are you feeling? I feel pretty terrible today. <laughs> oh, no, um, I'm sorry. Because now I have, like, jet lag plus... Um, just just the the exhaustion of traveling unexpectedly, which we could talk about that, mm -hmm. and the after effects of COVID. I think a pretty pretty rough. I've had a pretty rough go of it in general, but the COVID. I mean, I will say I tested negative. I'm finally negative. Um, I don't I don't know how much I trust it right now, but I I tested negative on uh, my day of travel home which was very good. Um, <laughs> but I don't feel it. I feel just as bad today as I wow. have um, at many points during uh, my bout of coronavirus. That day that you're talking about, the, um, the Cortex day. So I recorded Cortex the day after that episode of Connected. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that Thursday, we were on the Thursday... I'm pretty sure that was my worst day. <sighs> um, which, you know, and it's partly because I'm sure like I was exerting myself or whatever. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But that, 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 that Thursday was probably the, the day that I was the most sick. I mean, you sounded, you actually didn't sound too different than now, to be honest I sound with you. pretty similar yeah. to how I sound now, yeah. Yeah, you did not sound great. You were much more coherent than I would have expected. I mean, you had a couple of silly slip-ups. Uh, slip I mm. think at one point you were talking about a four-inch iPad, and I was like, wait, what now? <laughs> and, so, and you caught yourself COVID after brain. a moment. But yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, you sounded quite unhappy, and honestly, you sound quite unhappy right now, and I feel terrible. So... I feel like to the best we can, um, I would like to have one cohesive, this is the story of Mike getting COVID yep. episode. And because this... as well, like, all right, so I've been telling this story a lot, right? Mm -hmm. But more has kept happening. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. So I guess we can uh... probably try and do our best now to tell the most coherent story to this point. Yeah. So... I was, I, I don't recall what day this was. I want to say it was Sunday. I'm fairly confident it was Sunday, my Sunday afternoon. And I was standing in King's Dominion, which is an amusement park or in the grounds of King's Dominion because it was all outside, but mm. I was standing in King's Dominion. And I think I had caught up with my family who had gotten on a merry-go-round um, and I was waiting for them to come off or maybe they had just come off the merry-go-round. I get a text from Mike. And that's not entirely unusual. You know, oftentimes I'd say we we would turn to Slack over text, but it's not entirely unusual to get text from Mike. But it has a picture, which again, not entirely unusual, but getting a little more unusual. Has a picture, mm. and it it has a picture of a COVID test, mm. and that COVID test is positive. 
And Mike is, to the best of my knowledge at this point, already sitting in San Jose, California. The next day, Mike is supposed to achieve his life goal that he has been looking for for years now. And I see this text and I see the image and I believe the accompanying caption was over before it begins. And Mm. if you can imagine a heart shattering into a trillion pieces, Mm. that is exactly what my heart did when I saw that. So... I can only freaking imagine what you were going through Mm. at that particular moment. So that's where I joined the story, but we should probably back up even ever so slightly before then. So you had said on one of your shows, you were feeling a little bit ill before you left the UK and maybe Mm -hmm. we should pick up there. Yeah. Kind of like, I don't know, Thursday before leaving, I had a bit of a sore throat. Or something mm-hmm. uh, like I just wasn't feeling right, so I started testing, uh, and I was testing I think every day because mm-hmm. it was I had to do one test to leave uh, to go into the U.S. Which during the time we were in the U.S., the U.S. has removed that requirement. Not that mm-hmm. it would have made any difference for me, but it was right, right, right. You know, worth knowing. Um, like, so I wasn't feeling my best, and I'd been at a wedding. But yeah, and that's the thing. Like normally, I would be like, "Mike, come on, if you've got a sore throat." But I've I have a sore throat for like a week after a wedding because I'm yep. screaming and yelling and drinking and doing all the things that I don't normally do. So the fact that you had a sore throat is not that remarkable. Yeah, I was best man at, at one of at the wedding for one of my oldest friends. Which, yeah, so, oh, you know, it's something you totally could skip. Yeah, easy. But then, <laughs> but then, you know, this was like I I knew this was a risk, right? Mm-hmm for WWDC, but this is an important commitment that I had made a long time ago, and I wasn't going to change the way that I was going to approach that day for a selfish reason, which was yeah. something for me. Yeah, um, I made that just when, when uh, my friend Terry asked me to be his best man, I knew it was going to be in June, and I told him at the time, if WWDC is this week, I will not go. Right? So like if it was mm-hmm. the week of his wedding, I would not go. To and WWDC, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up being the week after. Uh, and obviously, I got invited to go out to uh, see the keynote and to take part in some other opportunities. Um, and so, I, you know, I took it, but knowing full well that I was at I was at risk, which is why I was testing every day, right? Mm-hmm. And everything seemed fine, but when I was on the plane, my situation was worsening. I could feel it, and I knew what was coming for me. <sighs> so you th- you had a theory on the plane that this wasn't just a post-wedding ick, or it wasn't just, oh, I was screaming and drinking. Mm. This it was something more than it wasn't just oh I'm sitting on a plane a tube you know thirty thousand feet in the sky it was something more than that. Well, I mean, it really it just felt like cold symptoms, right? But the thing is, mm-hmm. it's it was, I mean, I was already catastrophizing, you know. Yeah. So fair. like, you know, my brain would ju- would just go to that. It's like, well, of course I'm not going to get this thing that I want because I don't feel great. You know, it's like I, in my mind it, that was just the way it was going to be. So, you know, like I could just as easily imagine a situation where it's like, oh, no, you just had a sore throat. Right. But like my brain is like, oh, this is it. 
But it didn't yeah, mean yeah. that when I took the test, as soon as I got to my hotel on Saturday, I felt like I knew what was going to happen. Mm. And it happened. The test that I sent to you was not that test. Okay. The test that I sent to you and the image that I shared on Twitter was of a test I took the next day. Okay. So at that point, you had already lived with it for like 12 hours or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but this was this was a, a second test that our friend underscore uh, made me take because he was like, no, let's get you an American test. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but he was just like, we'll just get you one of these American tests and we'll try that. Uh, I, I don't know what... Basically, Dave was trying to... I think Dave was trying to give me a little bit of hope, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, let's take one of the tests that you should be taking to get into this event, right? And we'll see from there. Like, that was... the And that was what it was, right? The test that I took that showed me if I was positive or negative, it was a UK-based test. And he was like, well, you took it on a plane, surely that would affect it. I don't know. I think he was just trying to make me feel better in case I had a false positive, right? Right, right, right. Um, and so we got one of the very complicated Binax Now tests that you have over there in America. Well, I have no particular allegiance to our test, but what what is what makes it more complicated out of curiosity? You have that like card thing and you got to drop the drops in the card and then stick the swab inside the card and fold it over. It's like a whole thing. It's very complicated. Like it's it just, <laughs> that's not how all of them work. That is no, how Binax I know it's works. Not, yeah. Because I've had the other ones, like the ones that that I'm more used to. I've also used those ones in America too, where you just get it in the little tube and just like you know squeeze into the thing. But that mm -hmm. that Binax one is like a whole thing. It's like you know, take the thing, put it inside the hole. Um, t peel off the sticky tape, stick the thing back together. These are all genuine <laughs> instructions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this I'm is taking true. A lot of these it, tests this is true. Now. Yeah, I can imagine. Oi. All right. So you take your test. So you took the test Saturday, which is before I knew, which is totally fine. You take the test I Saturday. You already know. Yeah, I yeah. told and Dave. So, Dave was the only person. Uh, and Stephen. Mm -hmm. I text Stephen too. Yeah, it's totally understandable. And so. So it's it's you and Adina because Adina was with you. So you and Adina know, uh, Dave and Stephen know, and you go to bed that night. Well, Dave knew, but Stephen was sleeping, right? So like Stephen, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I think yeah. And so and then I basically I wanted to make sure. So like I didn't. T I told the fewest amount of people possible until mm -hmm. I took the second test. I gotcha. And then when I took the second test. That was when I knew it was game over. And that was when I then told you, I told my contact at Apple, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, gosh. And so first reaction, I mean, obviously you were heartbroken, but. Oh, man, and, I just burst I mean, into tears. Like, I'm not going to lie about it. Like, and I'm I not, you know, not going to sugarcoat it. I slammed my hands against the countertop and started crying because I knew yeah. what it meant. Like, you know, it's like, Oh, what, 12 years? Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it's so heartbreaking. And, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly what this is like, and, and I don't think anyone does, but I, too, have been working for a long time to get the nod from Apple, and I, too, can imagine how terrible this must have felt. Like, I mean, it was brutal when Apple gave me an actual telephone call 
And I had to say, look, you know, Michaela's still not vaccinated. I don't want to take the risk of bringing something home. Like, I, I, I so much respect for you, by the way. I was talking to someone about this the other day because they were saying, you know, like Casey got the thing, like, oh my god, I can't believe it, like he didn't do it or whatever. And I have nothing but respect for your conviction there. Well, and I appreciate that. That's kind because of you, you could and... have just gone and then then quarantined for a week yes but it's I mean, like I a whole that. thing because then you're putting that on your family right like right i have a exactly. lot of respect for you in the for making the decision you made and then sticking to it because it's not easy well i appreciate that and that's kind of you to say i am devastated by it. like i mean i stand by it, don't get me wrong i i don't i don't regret it but i am devastated by mm. it you know especially oh my gosh as someone who is who is susceptible to fomo to begin with and then listening and it, again it must have been worse for you you're literally down the road but uh, to listen to everyone, you know, say, oh, I finally got to see my friends for the first time in three mm. years. And it's just, you know, my my heart shattered into a trillion pieces like 15 times this week, that weekend. And yeah, don't forget as well, uh, I've been through this before. WWDC 2019. Oh, what happened then? Everyone got invited except me. <laughs> oh, yes. Right. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Well, I didn't get a press invite, but I was, I did have a ticket to go to the conference though. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, that's true. I'd forgotten about that. Ah, uh, so brutal. So unbelievably brutal. So this was supposed to be... It was supposed to be your year. This was supposed to be the one for me. This was supposed to be my makeup, you know? Yeah, it, it, it was... And you had lined it all up. You had you had lined up at least one recording at Apple, right? Or am I making that up? Uh, th I was supposed to be recording at Apple Park on, on Monday with Jason. Um, and there was some other stuff but I can't talk about that. But there yeah, was some other fair, stuff but... that we were supposed to, I was supposed to have done that <sighs> that had to be cancelled naturally because of it. Yeah. So you talked to me and among uh, you know a handful of other friends. You talked to your handler at Apple, and and I presume they were super sympathetic. Oh, I mean they were heartbroken. This the, the, my my contact at Apple is someone who I actually consider a friend. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was a friend before he started working at Apple, and so he knows what this meant to me like, yeah yeah you know he was so excited to tell me that this was happening mm -hmm. you know yep 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 um and we had a, we had a great conversation you know like he was excited we were all very excited right because yeah and i mean he was just heartbroken and he you know he arranged some really nice stuff for me like they sent me this big like gift package of like yeah, like a care package mm -hmm. yeah medicines and uh snacks and you know and also the like wwdc swag bag oh that's awesome that everybody was getting it was like a really nice baseball cap uh a tote bag and some pins it's like develop that was like the developers package but press got it mm -hmm. too um and i think part of that was because because some of the scene was outside they gave everybody a sunscreen and a baseball cap Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in case you were sitting outside although i think right. the media all ended up getting sat inside but yeah, yeah, yeah. there were outside events so they smartly gave everyone a cap well the cap was black so you know you're gonna get hot <laughs> you're not gonna get burned <laughs> oh my goodness well regardless i i can't imagine making that phone call like that must have been both heartbreaking in the sense oh of... i texted him i wasn't gonna call him no fair enough fair enough yeah. all right well i am I'm glad that you were able to handle it. And then, okay, so 
So Saturday you arrive, you're not feeling stupendous, but I mm. presume at this point you're not feeling just truly terrible. Mm-hmm. And when, when did things, and even when you recorded connected, like it sounded like you didn't feel terrible. So when did things take a proper turn in terms Sunday. of how you felt? Oh, it was on Sunday that you started to feel crummy. Yeah. This is the thing it was like on Monday, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Right. So like, yeah, yeah. let's imagine that I tested negative, right? That I wasn't, I didn't actually have COVID at all, but I had something else. Mm-hmm. If I felt like that, I don't think I could have gotten through Monday by going and doing all that stuff. Yeah. I was out of it. Like, I was ter- Like, I just felt so terrible. Like, uh, you know, I watched the keynote in our, uh, in our hotel thing. Like, we had like a service department. Does that, does that, mm-hmm. does that phrase ring true to you? it's not something I would hear an American say, but I get the point. It's it's kind of like a bunch of apartments, I think you said to me privately or maybe said on a show, it's yeah. a bunch of apartments that, they're, that are kind of treated almost as though they're hotel rooms. Yeah, it's run by a company and they, like, they own a bunch of apartments in these buildings or they own these buildings and you can rent them like they're hotel rooms, but they're like, it's like short stay renting basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, it's a, it's like what you would get with an Airbnb, but it's run by one company. So gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's not Airbnb, and it's not a hotel. It's like something in the middle. And right. We only did that because like we we got a room um, in the Marriott, and it was small and expensive. And this place was like a one bedroom apartment, and it was cheaper than our hotel room. So we ended up moving to that just because I wanted to make sure I would have like a proper desk to record at because that recording that that was for the upgrade on, on Monday, we weren't sure where we were recording that when I was making mm-hmm. my booking. We were talking to Apple if we could use their podcast studio, but we hadn't had it confirmed. So I wanted to make sure I had a hotel room that had like a, a big table in it. Right, right, right. So me and Jason could record there if we needed to. But then we didn't need to do that. Uh, and, it, you know, uh, but then I'd already moved. But I'm happy that we did move because in the end, like, we spent so much time in that room. I have no idea how we would have done it. Like, yeah. plus as well, we needed to keep distance from each other right. as much as well, we could. You had, said, you had said at one point that you were, and maybe this was the whole week, you were sleeping with like a N95 mask mm. on. I... I I wear N95s more than I wear a cloth mask. It's rare. It's more often than not. That's what I'm in. And it's fine, but I don't exactly love doing that for hours at a time. I cannot freaking imagine how awful it would be to sleep in one of those, especially for several nights in a row, especially while you're feeling like garbage. Like, oh, my word. My my breathing um, was, I think, labored is, I think, is a phrase that's used for this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I was was only really able to take quite short breaths. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, sleeping in those was, it was horrible. It was really hard, uh, and as well as just like living in them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I'm, uh. I'm happy that we ended up moving to that other room. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we can come back to the story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah, want to thank yes, please. our friends at Fitbod for their support of this week's episode. Am I going to need that? <laughs> Between balance and work, family, and everything else going on in your life, it can be hard to make fitness a priority. What you need is a program that works with you, not against you, and that's why you need Fitbod. 
Fitbod has an amazing algorithm. It will learn about you and your goals and your training ability to craft an exercise plan that is unique to you. And their app makes it super easy to learn exactly how to perform every exercise with their HD video tutorials that are shot from multiple angles that make sure that every exercise that you learn is a breeze. Personal fitness isn't about competing with other people. You don't want to have to look to others and try and stack up against them. What you need is something that's going to work for you because that's when it really sticks. So Fitbod uses data to create and adjust a dynamic fitness plan that is tailored to you, which you'll also have instant access to in their fantastic app so you can make progress on your goals from everywhere, from anywhere you want. Because everyone's fitness path is different. This is why Fitbod does so much to make sure they customize things exactly to suit you. They learn from your last workout, so your next will be even better, whether you work out twice a day or twice a week. Fitbod even tracks your muscle recovery to make sure that your plan is balanced with a variety of exercises so you're not overworking anything. I really love Fitbod, and I'm going to be using it a bunch as I am on my recovery path now because they give you so many varied exercise types, and it's really easy to go in and even customize the types of things that you can and can't do. They also have integration with the Apple Watch, which I love, but they also support Wear OS smartwatch and they have uh, they tie into Strava and Fitbit and Apple Health to make sure that you're getting a full picture of your health and training. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive. Fitbod is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year, which I think is fantastic. You can also get 25% off your membership by signing up at fitbod.me slash analog. So go now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod.me slash analog and you will get 25% off your membership. That is fitbod.me slash analog for 25% off. Our thanks to Fitbod for their support of this show and Relay FM. Jembo Harv in the chat. Not all heroes wear capes. Some wear masks to protect their wife. <laughs> well put. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, so, okay. So my, I'm, uh, now I'm jumping around a little bit and I don't have COVID brain. So, so Saturday, you're, you, you realize you're sick. Sunday, you're really starting to not, to not feel so good. You're telling, you know, close friends. Monday, you're, you're watching the keynote in the apartment. And I got to imagine that was brutal. And I'm not trying to like kick you when you're down or anything, but I just want to have a record of how you were feeling at the time. So did you, were you able to like tune all that out and enjoy the keynote or were you just not even paying attention anyway? Like what, what was keynote day like? No, I had, a, I, I enjoyed it. Like, okay, good. I was surprised that I was still like excited and <laughs> hyped up about the things that were happening. Mm-hmm. I definitely felt better when it became clear that they weren't going to do any onstage portion. That's understandable. Uh, yeah, I, and that's also, true. And also when I saw where people were watching it from. Okay, because it wasn't like a fancy theater or something It wasn't like that, in the Steve Jobs Theater, right? Mm-hmm. Like that would have hurt me uh, a bit more. Like when I saw that people were watching it on screens in Cafe Mac, obviously I was still really sad about it, but I felt like, again, it was less of my imagination of the perfect event. Okay, right? that, that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. in my mind, the perfect thing was like the media were going to be in the Steve Trust Theater and, and they were going to come out and present some of it on stage, you know? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that that was my like... That's what I want more than anything, right? Is to see one of these events in person in the place where it's, you know, yeah. supposed to happen. Of course, like, you, you know, then I miss out on the go, getting to walk inside of the building, right? Like, that's so that's the cool part that everybody got. Like, 
seeing some of the inside of Apple's building, like of Apple Park, mm. which you don't mm -hmm. go into. So that's like the cool part that I missed out on. But that is an extra thing that I never really thought I would get, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I still felt like on Monday, like as much as it hurt, I didn't get to see people. Um, and like there were people that came in and left, right? I didn't get to see them. I got to see a couple of friends from a distance but towards the end of the week. Like understandably, no one wanted to come near me at the start of the week. <laughs> No one wanted to give you a big, big hug. No, no one even wanted to see me. And I get it, right? Like <laughs> yeah, until yeah. everybody's commitments were over, no, I was like persona non grata. Like no one, yep, yep, no yep. one wanted to come anywhere near to, near to me, which I I understand. It's sad, but I got it, right? Same as like that. There were people that came in and weren't in the like San Jose area that I was in, and so like I just never got to see them all. Right, right. So you you enjoyed the keynote and. At what point did you find out that there was a hands-on for the media? When people started posting pictures. That was the thing mm -hmm. that, that um, was the hardest for me in the day, I think. Yeah. Because, as I say, like, the keynote experience, whilst it would have been... I mean, really, the only thing that I felt like I missed out on was being able to watch it with my friends. Like, I, I really sure. enjoy that, you know? Same. Like, yeah. from the years back of watching... I mean, it would have felt like how all the WWCs or whatever I watched in hotel rooms, you know, like with people. Or when I've had, I've had some people over to Mega Studio to watch WWDC keynotes in the past couple of years. You know, so like those have been very fun and I enjoy that. But like the fact that there was this like a hands-on event inside of the Steve Jobs Theater, like to go check out the new MacBook Air, like that, I think that was the thing that I was the saddest about in the day. Yeah, really. Yeah. I I feel a lot of the same way. I think for me, the thing that I missed the most was being able to see my friends that I haven't mm. seen in three years, mm. and and that includes you hypothetically. Like at the time in which I was saying no thanks, like I I was going to see you and Jason and Stephen and Marco and like yeah, you all wouldn't have come nowhere near me, man. You wouldn't well, have no, no, no. I mean, at the San time Jose. in which I'm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the time in which I was saying no, I can't make it. I'm just thinking of like all these people that I know are going to be there. They're going to yeah. be able to see each other, and it's just it was heartbreaking. But and Lisa, I have seen most of the people that I, everyone except John Voorhees, like of the people that I saw, like in mm -hmm. person, I only saw like three people. But like you know, I've seen Jason. Um, I've seen Steven, you know, like since the start of the pandemic, like I've seen mm -hmm. underscore a bunch of times because we live in the same country now. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, the, uh, you have seen nobody. So yeah. that would have even been even better for you. Yep, yep. But at least you had agency in your decision. You know? <laughs> That's exactly right. No, you, you, I know you're saying Although that I with don't a smile know on your face. Worse, but... Really? Like, is it worse to have been able to make a decision and then choose not to? And then feel bad about it, or is it worse to have it taken from you? No, no, no. Let me be abundantly crystal clear. You got the raw end of this deal. Like my deal isn't great, but you definitely got the raw end of this deal. The worst deal. part like, is that I didn't test positive before I left. Yeah, like because uh, then that I would could have, have claimed. So much better. I mean, not only would I not have gone, but then I could have got all my money back. Oh, oh, that's the brutal. flights were yeah. like painfully expensive oh it's because they don't because apple for all of the things i love about apple they are so obnoxious when it comes to telling the media that oh you can come to california in two weeks yeah it's like, a week and a half oh, you know golly. at least i know i'll never do that again because 
I'll just do what I always used to. So when the dates come out, I'll book travel. So I'll be booking uh, it three months yeah, in advance. Yeah, I see your point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two, three months. But this was like a week and a half. And it's the most I've ever spent on flights, ever. <laughs> That's so brutal. By a significant margin. Oh, and gosh, I'm so that sorry. is money that is purely wasted. And I will never see it again. At a time when really I should be being responsible with my money because we're trying to buy a house. Yep. And instead, we just blew a just horrible amount of money. Yeah, to, to, to sit in a tube for really no good reason. An amount oh. of money that's worth it to achieve a lifetime dream. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally get you. But Not an oh, amount of money that's God. worth it to sit in a like realistically crappy hotel room in a not great part of town yeah. for uh, a week. I'm so sorry. Uh, and every, like every day I, I would wake up and, you know, I'm three hours ahead of, so the, nice the, 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 the West coast. And every day I'd wake up and I want to ask and be like, Hey man, how you feeling? But I don't want like the first no, thing. You're a good friend. Casey texts me every single day to ask me how I was like, well, I, that it's, is a it's good tough, friend. Though. <laughs> I appreciate that. It, it's tough though. Cause I didn't want to be like, Oh my God, Casey needs to know again how I feel. How do I feel? No. I feel terrible. No, That's I how appreciate I feel. <laughs> and I'm not saying like, I had lots of people checking in on me. Right. But I just really, I, it meant a lot to me that every day I could tell it was one of the first things you did every day was ask me how I was doing. Like, it's just, it's nice to know. Well, most days I tried to wait. <laughs> I tried to wait until I thought you were at least possibly awake, but yeah. Mm. Oh goodness. No, it's just, I felt so bad for, for both of you guys. Cause I mean, obviously Adina didn't expect to be like captain caretaker for the entire week. And no. that's not exactly fun for her either. And no, she was, uh, she was doing a lot. She was doing And also at the same time, trying to manage all the house stuff, right? Yeah. We, we should talk about the house stuff. We will. We'll talk about it later maybe. And, but like on an eight hour time difference, it's just nightmarish. I can only imagine. So you make it through Monday and I guess at that point, you're recording. You recorded Upgrade on Monday. You mm. did not record Connected on Monday. Is that correct? We recorded on Tuesday. Okay. I so think. Tuesday you had Connected, and then somewhere oh. in there you had Cortex. Yeah, that was Thursday. I said earlier it was the day after. No, there was a day in between. I don't think I did any. I, oh, I did something on Wednesday with John and Federico. Okay. And so at some point I pointed out to you like, you realize this is, you know, via text during the week. I, I said something like you realize that you're sick and you're allowed not to record shows because <laughs> gosh knows if I was in your situation and, and we should actually back up on, on a more broad note, like your attitude about all of this, like you were just absolutely shellacked on Sunday when I spoke to you via text. But other than Sunday, your attitude about this was so much better than mine would have been. I would have been fetal and crying. Uh, what and, do you mean, uh, though? Like, what? What is my? What is this attitude that you're talking about? Like, you, uh, you had such a better outlook about everything. Like, you know what? It stinks, but this is the hand I've been dealt. I might as well deal with it. Whereas mm. me, I would have been Captain Woe is me. Nobody has had as bad a time as I have in this very moment. Nothing in the history of mankind has been as bad as my life right now. Missing WWDC. Uh, but I did feel like that at points, though. You know, like. Well, but you kept it to yourself i I would not have i you know adina hears it uh and she understands right more than anybody right like she knows like so so it's easier to to, because she will write i think in a a way that is helpful encourage it out of me Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so i can get it out 
Yeah. But I don't personally feel like I need to tell everyone the whole thing, like my all my feelings. Because people don't, not that people don't care, people do care, but they don't need all of what I feel. Sure. And I feel like I can have some element of positivity or like sunnier outlook when talking about it on shows and stuff like that. And I also yeah. kind of can't help myself from being that way. I'm not like, oh, I've got to hide my feet. Like I kind of, when talking on shows, I just take more of a sunnier outlook on it in general. Like I guess it's just part mm -hmm. of like trying to entertain people, I suppose, right? So yeah. like yeah, yeah. I'm able to poke more fun at myself. But like, you know, I did a thing that I don't really do, which is like the tweets that I was sending and I was I felt like I was kind of wearing my heart on my sleeve quite a bit with it in a way that on Twitter especially I I have stopped doing for a long time. Mm -hmm. But I felt mm -hmm. like this was a thing that I wanted to share with people in an open way. But I also honestly didn't know what the reaction was going to be like. Yeah. In yeah. talking about this stuff. Um, I will say that I was pleasantly surprised and also kind of blown away by the response that I got, you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it, it was, it, yeah, it was very overwhelming. Again, cried lots of times. I mean, I was just was crying a lot anyway. <laughs> but that, that was definitely a massive contributing factor. It's just like, I kind of couldn't believe the response that I was getting from people. It was, it, which is excellent. I mean, it kind of affirmed to me that people understand what this meant to me. Yeah. You yeah. know? And like, so it was nice to know that like I could feel a thing, but also people would feel it along with me just because they kind of, they knew my story you know? Yep. And it wasn't just like a thing that I was feeling. It was a thing that people knew about. Yeah. I think, you know, going back to what we were saying a few minutes ago, you know, what is it quote unquote worse for me or worse for you? Like the more I think about it, the more I think that, you know, my, um, my heart was shattering all, every time I thought about you, I, it, you and Adina both, like I felt just so bad for both of you, but um, I think that the reason my heart was shattering was, you know, whether or not it was a fun decision, I made the decision to not go. Mm. Whereas, yes, you made the decision to go to the wedding, which I would argue was kind of forced because what are you really going to say? No to one of your dearest and oldest friends would be that, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, you know, you made the decision you can't to not to, be best man. Right, exactly. Like, right. what are you really supposed to do there? Yeah. Um, and so you you made the decision to go to WBDC, which if I was in your shoes, you darn right I would have. And uh, and then it's taken from you, in a way, by no fault of your own. Like, yes, you could micromanage. I'm sure every action Mike took in the two weeks prior to WBDC, but realistically speaking, through no fault of Mike's, he just happened to stand around the wrong person at the wrong moment, and now this is all being ripped from from out from under him. And again, like I would have been fetal and miserable and nasty. Like I, and I don't say that with pride. Like I, this is, these are 
parts of my personality that I'm ashamed of and that I am trying desperately mm. to be better about. But I think I would have been nasty and lashing out at people, especially Erin, because she's right in front of me. And and that's terrible and not at all what I should be doing. And I'm not saying that, you know, you were a perfect angel to Adina during the entire time that you were sick. But I am sure that or it certainly seemed from my perspective that you had as reasonable and kind and upbeat a head on your shoulders as anyone could possibly expect, mm. given that this thing that you have been waiting for years to achieve was ripped from you at the 11th hour in arguably one of the most brutal ways possible. Like I, I still admire and, and think you should be proud of the attitude and the outlook you had about the whole thing, because one can simultaneously be devastated and heartbroken while also not going fetal and lashing out at the world like your boy probably would have if I was in your shoes. So, so I am proud of you and I am, I am, I am kind of in awe that you were able, both of you really, you and Adina to, to keep your wits about you in the way that you did. Yeah. All right. So you make it through. So let's take week, another break now. Cause there's still like, you know, and there's still so much more to the story. It just keeps on going, you know? <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving, baby. Uh, this episode of Analog is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, services, and even the content you create, Squarespace has you covered. With Squarespace, you're able to use insights to grow your business. If you've ever sat there and wondered, hey, where do all these people come from? You can analyze all of this with Squarespace. Once you have the data that they give you, which channels are most effective, where people are visiting from, where your sales are coming from, you get all of that with Squarespace. This will help you improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or the most popular products you have or the best content on your site. This will allow you to grow, to start understanding and move forward. You can sell your products on an online storefront with Squarespace. You sell physical goods, digital goods, it doesn't matter. They have all of the tools that you need to start selling online. And then when you want to branch out even further, you can get stuck in with their SEO tools. You can use their suite of integrated features and useful guides to help you maximize prominence among search results. Squarespace has all the tools, they have all the resources, so not only do they make it easy to get your stuff online and make it look and feel exactly how you want, they then have those next parts to help you push it that one, two, three steps further. Go to squarespace.com analog and sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code analog to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com analog. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code ANALOG to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So you make it through, I, let, I think we were left our story roughly Wednesday-ish, maybe Thursday. And when we last saw point, our heroes. I, when we last saw our heroes. And at this point, I, I'd say pretty much everyone is filed out of the San Jose, greater San Jose area, right? Because it was, for most people, it's just a couple of days at most, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like... Between Wednesday and Friday, everyone was leaving. Mm -hmm. And so now you and Adina are all alone and you're still at this point come Wednesday, Thursday, you're still feeling like we trash. We were all I on our own for the whole time. Well, that's <laughs> fair. People yeah, yeah. were there, but we weren't seeing <laughs> yeah. them. So functionally, <laughs> touché, touché. it's the same. No, you're right. You're right. But but at this point, you're you're very, very, very alone and mm -hmm. you're not even feeling better, right? At this point, you're still feeling like trash. Yeah. 
the worst symptoms that I had is coming back now. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Like right now, which is my chest is burning again. That's not something that is conducive to talking a lot. And it, I mean, it's happening because of shows, I think. So yeah. I'm frustrated that it's happening to me right now because it had not happened for a few days, but maybe it's because mm-hmm. I wasn't recording, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Seems so. All uh, right, so if this is a short show, everyone, you, this is why. You can, uh, you can blame I mean, me. It's not going to be uh, that short. God. But anyway, so okay, so you at this point, Thursday-ish, you record, you record Cortex, which I presume was another seven-hour recording? No, we kept it short. We basically started straight away, which is never a th- not a thing that we would normally do. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, the runtime of Mortex is basically as long as we were talking. So it was about two oh, okay. and a bit hours. Which is a long time, don't get me wrong, but not not the three or four hour you know monstrous session you guys usually do, right? Yeah, no, it wasn't the normal one for us. Because it was also one of those things like where I did like, kind of how we, me and you started our call today of like, save it. You know, don't yeah. tell me <laughs> the things that you would otherwise tell me. Right, right, right. Oh, golly. All right. So you do your Cortex recording, and I assume it nearly breaks you, even at only two and a half hours. I'm sure that still nearly broke you. And then Friday through unknown, at this point, you're just trying to heal up so you can get, so you can feel like you can get on a plane and get home, right? Yeah. And at the time, what, so at the time I got to imagine you're trying to figure out what are you legally able to do with regard to flying home? And then I guess corollary to that is what should you do with regard to flying home? Right. Yeah. And it was really complicated. I mean, all of the guidelines we could find would suggest that legally, I mean, legally you could do whatever you want now, especially going from the U S to the UK. There is no testing requirement at all. Same as there is going the other direction now. There's no testing requirement at all. But it wasn't the case when you left the UK. That's what you were saying earlier, is when you left the UK, you had to test to come here. And then during the time you were here, they were like, eh, YOLO. They removed the requirement, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, my argument to that is, well, I had it, but you didn't know. So what difference does it make? Yeah, that's a fair point. I didn't think of it that way, but that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I had coronavirus. Like, I had it. During the time I was on the plane, I became contagious. Yeah. So, how useful was my test? The answer is not useful at all. And also, like, you know, I didn't have, like, quote, unquote, the symptoms of coronavirus. I had a sore throat. Like, and basically, with the way that things are now, if you look at the list of coronavirus symptoms, it's everything now. Yeah, because the the virus is mutated in so many ways now. Like I've been really nauseous. Did you know that nausea was a symptom of coronavirus? No, it is. Gross. That's my least favorite thing. It's everything now. Gosh, it's everything. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, because also it's just it's doing whatever it wants inside my body right now. Just like it's (laughs) trying to mess me up in a bunch of ways, and it's succeeding. Yeah. But like this is the thing of like you can't even say now, oh, if you have symptoms of coronavirus, you can't fly. Because it's literally everything. Like I think if it's anything other than a fever or a cough, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like fever and cough is like, okay, if you've got those. Maybe even then, I never had a fever. I've been warm, but I've not had a fever. And I cough every now and then. 
Like yeah. I'm not like uncontrollably hacking up hacking my lungs, up a lung. you know. <laughs> so like that, it's complicated. It's too difficult. But anyway, all of the guidance that I could find was suggesting a bunch of different things. But basically, I passed all of the legal tests because my symptoms had started like 11 days before my flight. And also, we were reading stuff from the CDC and the NHS, which says after five days, as long as you wear a mask, you are very, very unlikely to pass it along. Interesting. Okay. Right? So five days from onset of either the first test or symptoms or... your first positive test... Okay. Mm-hmm. Which we were past by that point. It's like six, seven days when we were actually then getting ready to travel again. Longer than that, I think. Because then after that period, your contagion level would come down. And also that was when, like, as we were starting to get ready to make our travel, that was like the first time that my tests, the line was really faint. And then mm-hmm. on our traveling day was my first day of being negative. But we'd started to move at that point, right? That we'd gone from right, San right. Jose to dallas which we can get to in a bit but and then when i was going from dallas to home the long flight that was when i was uh, negative but like there was basically the issue that i had was it kind of was nothing i could do no one would let me change flights for this now because it's legal right uh so it's it's considered like you just being a uh, pain in the butt to change the flight it's there's not that no you're doing... recourse there's no travel insurance recourse or anything because you're choosing you know like now when i was sick i mean i could get it then right maybe i can get something off like same as you know i mentioned earlier about my uh about if i would have been home like if i wouldn't if i would have been at home and missed it that i could have got my travel insurance back i don't even know if i'd get that now because it's no longer a legal requirement for entering america Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but maybe i mean maybe if you had the right policy it's like well if you're too sick to fly etc you know i'm sure that right. there's some kind of policy like that. but like it, it wasn't what it was months ago because no one ha- there's no longer any restrictions on anything i gotcha including masks this was the first trip i've taken where people don't wear masks on planes and yikes nobody was wearing them on any of my flights like yikes you know, this is the, I feel terrible for the people that were sitting around me on my flight out mm-hmm. where I became contagious and nobody was wearing masks. I just don't get it, man. Like, I don't understand it, but whatever. I mean, I've understood that in the plane itself is actually when you are least likely to catch somebody's illness because supposedly the air is getting you know turned over so often that it really isn't that bad. But if you're sitting next to someone who has coronavirus, well, that's the thing, right? Yeah, I've heard if you're like directly adjacent, you have, you have a problem. But like across the plane, you are golden. But yeah, the people directly adjacent, maybe not so good. But people choose. People make their own choices in life, right? Yeah, you you said something to me. It's like I'm not losing sleep over it, like (laughs) you know, like that that I. It's like once I knew, I didn't go near anyone, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know, so there was nothing I could have done. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but I was also I was wearing a mask the entire time. I do that for my own safety, as -hmm. well as others. Yep, but it's yep, like, yep. you know, if nobody around me is going to wear masks, they are making that decision, right? Like, the question I have to, I have to say this, right? Like, it's, I've been thinking about it, obviously. 
if you enter an, an environment like that, where you have decided you are going to get on the plane and not wear a mask, you have come to peace with your decision that you're okay to get it, right? I, like, mean, I feel that like that is implicit in you doing yes. this. Yes, a right? thousand percent. Yep, 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 yep. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that everybody that doesn't wear masks also believes that they shouldn't get vaccinated. Like I'm sure that lots of people not wearing masks are all vaccinated because then that goes back to some of the stuff we've spoken about before. Like, hey, I suppose I, I suppose I thought this was what I was supposed to do: get the vaccine, right. and I'm okay, right? right so like, right, I'm right. not judging people who are in that situation, right? They've had their three shots and they're like, right, I've got my immunity now. I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't think that's the right way to go, but I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, you're such an idiot. But at the same time, I'm then not going to say, well, if you catch it, you know, like, well, what'd you expect, I guess? Like, I don't know. It's very complicated, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. But so you were able, though to fly on Monday, so well over a week after you had traveled to America. Is that right? Say that again? So you were able to fly again on Monday, which was well over a week after you had arrived in the States, because you arrived on Saturday, right? Yeah. So you arrived on Saturday, you you stayed in the States for over a week, and then you were finally able to start heading home on yes. Sunday. Okay. And then you made it to Dallas, and then it was was was. Well, we left on Monday. Okay, so you left you left California on Monday, and uh -huh. if I recall correctly, I received a depressing text message from you before you even left California. Yes, because your flight to Dallas was already screwed up, or something like that, or delayed, or something along those lines. We had a one hour fifteen minute connection, which in Dallas, yeah, and that was. We would know I would never book that, but it was all I could get to hit. I mean, honestly, like a less I, the flights were already so expensive, and I it was like if I wouldn't have gotten that, the next one was like exponentially more expensive, right? So Ugh, yeah, I yeah. decided like, I was like, all right, we're just gonna go for it. We'll probably miss it, but we like Dallas <laughs> from our last <laughs> layover there three months ago, if you remember. Yep, yep, yep. But my thought was like, it won't matter. Because here's my thought. We're going to have had a really great trip by that point. Right? Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll be riding high, baby. Like, mm. so what's going to be the issue? The problem is, then this is like cherry on the top, right? Of this terrible trip is that we're going to struggle to get home. Basically, as the day was progressing... Our inbound, the plane that was it was inbound from wherever was getting progressively more delayed. It's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 45 minutes. So we're like, this oh, isn't no. gonna work. Nope. We get to the airport. When we got to the airport, they delayed it again. And so we just went to the desk and said, We're not gonna make this flight. Let's arrange another flight. Mm -hmm. They could see, like, fine. And they gave us some options. None of them were good, right? Of course. It's like, what if we put you on a flight to JFK now and then you have a five-hour layover and then you get a flight? Like, no, this is horrific. Like, <laughs> so we, like, we ended up getting the same flight from Dallas 24 hours later, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which was fine because I picked that flight for a reason. 
I could sleep on the plane and I would be able to be here today, right? Because right. that I would go into recording the next day. So then I had to move a bunch of shows around um, because I wasn't going to be on them. I, I, I skipped Connected, blah, blah, because, you know, whatever, it's, it was too hard to move and the boys could do it without me. Right, right. And we just went to Dallas, stayed in a hotel that we like, had brunch at a place that we found last time and really enjoyed. And had to hang around for hours, which I hate. Like when you're kicked out of your room, right? And we're just like around. Oh, because you had an overnight flight? Yeah. And it was 10,000 degrees Celsius in Dallas yesterday. That I think that is accurate. Uh, it was 103, I think. Oh. Something like that. That's very warm. Very, it very warm. It was when the air is hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And so oh, then so, we got our flight home and then well. Yeah, so you arrived home Wednesday. Yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday yeah. yeah. Okay. Does it good, feel good to be home? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, mean, I was expecting does. a little more enthusiasm. It does feel good to be home, but I don't feel good, so. Yeah, okay, fair. Like, in my mind, it was like, I'll get home and everything will be good. But yeah, it isn't, that's what I would have thought. Because I feel yeah, yeah. terrible still. Mm. And uh, are, are you looking down the barrel at like the typical post trip catch up like death march or is the next week or two not looking too bad? It's not too bad because okay, I good. was able to I didn't have much else to do. Right. So like, oh, no, no, that's a lie. I've forgotten. I have the Cortex upgrade special to edit. Oh, golly. Yeah, I got to do that. So that's going <laughs> to be speed, late. Sir. I could tell you that right now. Yeah, I'd I, say so. I'm not saying the date it was supposed to come out on, but it's not going to make it. I don't think. I'm going to try, but I'm not going to rush it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But so the answer is, yeah, I I do have the like. Next week was going to be busy anyway, because um, we got to do some. I got to do some pre-records, but. I was supposed to be doing a family thing this weekend, which I'm probably going to have to pull out of. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, all right, so what have you learned? Like, is, is coronavirus a big fake? Is it just the flu? Uh, well, here's the I'm thing I'm not trying I'll to say. set you up for no, the no, record. No, no, no. <laughs> here's the thing I'll say, right? Like, I know people who have had this thing all across the spectrum of um, yeah, yeah, yeah. of symptoms. Mm -hmm. I know people that have had COVID who you, you wouldn't even know and they wouldn't even know unless they tested. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had, you know, my, I've had a member of my family got it before they were vaccinated and they had Delta and they were effed. Like, younger than me, strong guy, he's still feeling the effects every oh. now and then. Like that mm -hmm. knocked him out. Like this was, he, he, he was halfway through his vaccination. So he'd had one and oh, he hadn't had the second yet. And so, so this is before brutal. Omicron and everything. Right. So like it mm -hmm. was, mm -hmm. it was rough. And, uh, I don't really know where I sit in the in whole, the how bad mm -hmm. is it? But I will say this is one of the worst illnesses I've ever had. Without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. Like, 
I feel like it has a control over my body that is unlike other things because I can be totally fine and then I can't move. Mm. Right? And <sighs> I was hoping the symptoms were going to have gone away, but now some are back and I have new symptoms today that I haven't had oh, before. Delightful. So I don't know what this is. And like, I think the combination of jet lag with this is really bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say. I'm real sorry. I, I'm so glad and thankful that you were vaccinated and boosted, right? Or am I making that up? Yeah, I've had three shots, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you were you know, vaccinated, boosted. I am glad that you were able to, in a way, I'm kind of glad you were out of your element and were able to just concentrate on healing, even though you didn't, but you could have, like, you know, being in a foreign place where you don't really have any idea of what's around you. Like I'm sure at the time that was terrible, but in a way that kind of forces you to isolate and, and just stay there and stay put and not do anything silly. And I, but more than anything else, my heart breaks for you and Adina, but, but, but for you, cause I know how much you're looking forward to all of this. And, uh, as I said to you, I think, uh, privately, and I think I made this joke on Twitter too. Like I appreciate the, uh, the solidarity of deciding to wait until 2023 to go with me to WWDC because God willing, we'll both be there next year. But, uh, Michael, I'm so, God, I feel so terrible for you. I really do. I do kind of feel like at this point, I'm pretty locked in for next year, you know? Yeah. I think Apple owes it to you. I really uh -huh. do. Oh, Mike. I said I'm it so before sorry. I say it again. It's a great story. It is a great story. I think it's a great I, story. I, I, I don't think I was the only one, but I said that to you fairly early on. I think after after we got the screw this, you know, f that, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I think that was one of the first things I said. And again, I don't think I was unique in that in that position. But uh, it, it's it is not a good funny story. today. Ugh. But it will be funny. It will. It will be funny. Like in a year, we'll start laughing about. Like it will. It's going to be that thing. You know, it's like a funny thing. Uh, <laughs> that's just going to have existed in my life. And, you know, it's given me something to talk about for a week. So, you know. Yeah. Thanks, I'm COVID. sorry. I really am. But uh, why don't you, why don't you tell me about one, uh, one thing that's awesome. Then I have a little bit of a COVID update on my end. And then maybe mm. we can talk about the house and wrap up. All right. Sounds good. Cause um, my respiratory is on fire here. So yeah. it would be definitely helpful. This episode is brought to you by Wealthfront. So many people regret not getting their investments in order early in life, and it's no wonder why. It can feel like you have to be a genius to navigate investing. Thankfully, Wealthfront is on hand to help. The secret to Wealthfront's performance is great software. It's built to make it easy and rewarding to build your long-term wealth. Wealthfront's automated trading optimizes your portfolio based on your own risk settings, which helps you, which helps you reach your financial goals without lifting a finger. They also get you automatic tax breaks that can boost your returns even when the market dips. You can go with Wealthfront's export-built portfolios, including a socially responsible option that's designed around sustainability, diversity, and equity, or you can build your own portfolio with the curated selection of funds. Wealthfront is trusted with over $27 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth, and Investopedia just named them the best robo-advisor for 2022. To start building your wealth, 
and get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash analog. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash analog to start building your wealth today. One last time, that is wealthfront.com slash analog. Go there to get started today. Our thanks to Wealthfront for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, so I have a little bit of a COVID update. Again, it is Thursday, the 16th of June, and yesterday, an advisory committee, I'm going to probably get the details wrong here, but I believe that this is right. Yesterday, an advisory committee to the FDA, said the Federal uh, Drug Administration said, you are go for launch on the Littles getting either the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine. Let's do this. And so I feel like, still- I said this to you in text, mm-hmm. I feel like you have said that this has happened five times <laughs> yeah well this so, feels like this keeps happening that it's I know. always it, just around the corner i know right imagine living through it oh god I, your situation still worse i'm not trying to i'm not trying to play that game i'm just saying like yeah, how dare you brutal. how <laughs> dare you <laughs> there are people starving somewhere um no but, really are. but <laughs> anyway uh but no so what had happened was a couple of months ago and i think this is what you were thinking of a couple of months ago i believe it was pfizer said yeah, I think we're ready to release. And then the government was like, well, are you sure? And then they were like, well, I don't know. Are we sure? Maybe we need three instead of two doses. And the government was like, yeah, maybe you should wait until you get the third. No, you know what? You know what? You know what? Why don't you just submit the one for two Pfizer and then we'll figure out the third one later on. It's all good. Just just don't, don't worry about it. And then at some point, like two or three months ago, I don't remember if it was Pfizer or the government, but one of them said, and no, just kidding. We're just going to hold on to this. We're just going to we're just going to wait. So yesterday, as we record this, Moderna and Pfizer, what they had already submitted the paperwork, but yesterday, Moderna and Pfizer, uh, their paperwork got discussed by an FDA advisory board council, whatever, and the advisory board council at whatever unanimously voted in favor of both vaccines. So now the FDA, I think today as we record, I believe um, the FDA is going to give it a yay or nay. Then the CDC, the Center for, Center for Disease Control, needs to give it a yay or nay. Then the Virginia Department of Health needs to give it a yay or nay in my case. And then finally, potentially as early as next week, Michaela can get on the uh, get on the vaccination train. Why does so many? Why are there so people? many cooks in the kitchen? Yeah, why? I don't know. Like at I the think... point that it's been. This is why I don't understand. Oh, it's why I don't understand about America. Right? Don't get mad at me. I'm sick. It feels <laughs> like really it's just 52 countries. In a lot of ways, it is. It's not generally, but in some ways, it is. And this is one of those. It's times. like you know. I don't need a whole lesson. I don't understand why the president has so little power. Like, it seems so weird to me. It's like, well, president can say, hey, I don't want guns, but can't do anything about it. And it's like, well, well, why do you even have the president then? Well, so there was, there, was a, there was this group of people that we used to know a long time ago, and they had this weird thing called monarchy, and then they felt but like that didn't work out the way our queen doesn't have wanted. any power either, but our prime minister <laughs> does. Right? The prime minister can do things. <laughs> Oh man, you're you're supposed to be sick. I'm supposed to slide that by you. It feels like the president can't do anything. Uh, It's very strange to me, and I understand the idea of majority, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, there's yeah. I but then it's like, well, why doesn't I? Whatever. It's I I take your point, and you are not wrong. Uh, But one way or another, yeah. So a bunch of cooks have to all be in the kitchen. They all have to sign off on it, but. 
it sounds like as early, I mean, maybe not realistically, but potentially as early as next week, as we record, uh, Michaela might get her first shot. And I think Moderna is a two round, uh, vaccination. Pfizer is a three round. Uh, I need to do a little research because it seems like it's a little bit less clear with this as compared to the adult ones, which one is the quote unquote better one. Um, and I need to do a little bit of digging on this. My initial impression is that, and do not quote me on this. I could have this all wrong. Please do your own research. Uh, but my initial impression was that Pfizer was a little bit better and had higher efficacy and Moderna was not quite as good. But then on the flip side, Moderna's two doses, Pfizer's three. So you're waiting even longer and so on and so forth. So I got to, I got to juggle and we'll do some research and then juggle about well, Aaron and I both, you know, what we think is the best is the best answer. But, um, but one way or another, it's real, like it is legitimately happening now. Like, what is the the terrible politician with the, it's happening? Gif. I forget who it who exactly it is. Ron Paul or something. Uh, but anyway, it's happening. And uh, and yeah, as soon as we decide which vaccine we prefer, the second that we can get a shot in her arm, there will be a shot in her arm. We are ready to rock. We are good to go. Ready to go. Uh, today, as we record this, is Declan's last day of school. Uh, thank you. Uh, I think it's Zach Knox in the chat has put in the gif I was thinking of. Um, uh, the t- today was Declan's last day of school. He is actually on his way home from school as we record as we were recording this right this very moment, and he has survived the entire school year without COVID, which I am super excited about. Not on wood. I don't know. That's don't unbelievable. Know, Congratulations to that boy. I, I I don't know how. Um, we ended up letting him go unmasked. I don't remember if we talked about this on the yeah, show. We, did. we ended up letting him go unmasked for the last couple of months. Uh, because I think there were social reasons that it would have been worse to have him masked. That obviously was some very intricate mathematics that Aaron and I were doing to figure that out. But one way or another, uh, he seems to have survived, which we're super stoked about. And so at this point, I feel like this is probably when one of us is going to get sick because now we're like right on the cusp of Michaela being eligible in the same way you're going to get sick right when you're on the cusp of getting this thing that you've always wanted. Uh, So anyway, I don't know. Uh, but no, I, I, the chat is asking me in a very respectful way. Like, are you nervous about, uh, having Michaela get the shot? Like, I mean, uh, sitting here now, no, uh, I, I'm not nervous about it sitting here now. And yes, there is a slim chance that she could have a bad reaction to it, but there's a far less slim chance that she'll have a bad reaction to COVID. Like her chances of having a crummy time with COVID are much are, are better. There's it is likely that she would not have a bad time with COVID. Sorry, I'm tripping over my own words here and I don't have COVID. Um, but nevertheless, I don't, I would prefer her immune system when she inevitably gets exposed to COVID. I would prefer her immune system to have a little bit of a dry run at it. And yes, there is the slim potential for problems with the vaccine, but that's true of all the vaccines she's gotten in her life mm. so far. And I don't that's a good personally, point. That's a good point. I don't personally perceive this as being particularly more risky, especially since the dose that they're giving these kids is infinitesimally small, almost like, are you sure it works small? Like I forget mm-hmm. the numbers off the top of my head, but like, is there anything in that vial that you're putting well, in her? Like, like any- I mean, just from a back of the envelope thing is the thinking that like they, their immune systems will just be able to build it faster with less. I I think it's, well, and I think, you know, the, the body mass of these kids is considerably smaller. Like she Mm. weighs what, like 30, 35, 40 pounds. I forget exactly the number, but she doesn't weigh a lot. So I think the idea is they just don't need a lot, you know what I mean? In order Mm. to, to, to get a similar effect. But I, 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 Aaron and I haven't sat down and formally talked about it, but yes, I mean, I think our intention is we're going to pick one and we're going to go with it as quickly as we possibly can. I wouldn't even want to pick one. Well, because then that's yeah, putting it on you, isn't it? 
That's <laughs> yeah, true. It may end up that we'll just, just go to a pediatrician and say, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Go to the pediatrician and say, just get, you know, give us uh, the roulette wheel and we'll take whatever we get. But well, let's just let them choose. That's also true. Like, I don't think that we would wait a month if like, let's say we prefer Pfizer and I don't know if that'll end up being the case. If we prefer Pfizer, but we can get Moderna, like we'll probably just get the Moderna and be good with it would be my guess. So Anyway, it's our COVID update. I am super enthusiastic that this is imminent as far as I can tell. Uh, It has been a long slog for the List family, I tell you, because pretty much everyone we know has moved on from coronavirus. Like, people are getting it on and off. Mostly they're fine. Um, You know, I consider you in that category. Like, you got it. You're mostly fine. Um, Did did you not hear me when I said my chest was burning? (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Fair. All right. You'll be fine in a week. Uh, but no, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I feel like we're the only ones still on this treadmill and I'm very, very excited to get off this treadmill. So, uh, I feel like we're almost there, Mike. We're almost, almost there. Well, when, all right. What, what will change when, when she gets vaccinated? What are you going to do? That's a very fair question. And honestly, I'm not entirely sure, but I think a silly example is we have avoided being indoors, generally speaking, at all costs. Right. Maybe that's a little dramatic, but you know what I mean? Like we have made exceptions here and there, but but for the most part, we don't go inside. And as a silly example, I would love to be able to go into a restaurant at a ridiculously weird hour and be like, yes, I will eat inside today. You know, when it, when there's not that many people there, when we can space ourselves out from other people, I would like to be able to eat indoors for once. And we're getting into summertime in Virginia, which is super hot and super sticky, and it would be neat to eat in air conditioning. That would be amazing. And and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we've talked about taking the kids to see a movie, you know, probably doing it during the workday in the morning when no other idiot is there but us. But nevertheless, it would be cool to be able to do that. And honestly, I don't know if we would keep a mask on for two hours or not. I really honestly don't know. But at least we would be able to do be inside and not feel like we were gambling with Michaela's health. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and we are. Well, we still are gambling with it, but the the the, the odds are hopefully more in our favor. So. Yeah, but you're always gone. You know, you are always you're gambling. always gambling. Yeah. Like you know. so, so we'll see. Um, but I, I just feel like there's been this latent, m- maybe more for me than anyone. I think Aaron's done better with this than I. But there's been this latent, like uh, 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 for the last two and a half years, literally two and a half years. And I would like to have that feeling at least decrease a little bit, please. And thank you. Like that would be, that would be lovely if I could have that feeling just, just crank itself back from 13 to like nine. That would be great on our scale of 10. I would be, I would like to go back in the zero through 10 range. And a a lot of that is my own chicken little nature, but, uh, I would just like to be able to breathe a little bit as do you, I'm sure. Uh, but I would just like to be able to breathe a bit. So that's my COVID update for now. Well, I hope by the next time that we speak, that uh, that's gonna gonna change. Yeah, I mean, I think all things being equal, from what I see sitting here now, knock on on my relay block of wood, uh, I, I really think by the next time we talk, she should have had uh, one shot in her. Hopefully, we'll see. Andina is currently texting you. Substance. I saw something fly vaccines. by. And I... <laughs> oh, good. All right. Well, now I have some homework to do. Excellent. This episode is brought to you by Trade Coffee. I love coffee. I especially love Trade Coffee. Casey, when I was in San Francisco, I walked past a roastery and was like, hey, I know that. 
Roastery, where do I know that roastery from? Turns out I'd gotten it from Trade Coffee that sent me a bag. Oh, nice. It's a place called Ritual uh, Coffee Roasters, and uh, their coffee was amazing. Look, when you become a Trade Coffee customer, you can enjoy knowing you've got the freshest and best-tasting coffee you've ever made at home. And the coffee you'll be drinking will be from the country's best independent craft roasters, which helps out a ton of small businesses too. And this is really cool. Trade's coffee team have actually taste tested thousands of coffees to make sure that they can keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. So you're going to have something you love in there. That is for sure. Everybody has that one coffee that they adore, and Trade's going to help you find it. Trade is so confident they're going to match you right the first time with their awesome coffee quiz. It just takes answering a couple of questions, and you'll get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered to you. But if for any reason you don't like that first bag, that first cup, you just give them your feedback, and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand new bag out for free, so you're going to be looked after. Whether your friends call you a coffee snob, or you just know when coffee tastes just right. Trades co- Real Coffee experts personally taste test these hundreds of roasts to know exactly what to recommend you. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com analog. That's more than 40 cups for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com analog and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That URL one last time is drinktrade.com analog for $30 off. And don't forget about Father's Day coming up. A Trade subscription is the perfect gift for the coffee lover in your life. Our thanks to Trade for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, Mike, for as long and as detailed as you want it to be, including it's fine (laughs) as an acceptable answer, how's the house situation? What's your house update? I don't remember how it was when we lost. No, (laughs) where it was when we last spoke. Uh, I don't recall either, to be honest with you. Were you potentially getting in a train or whatever you call it or a chain or something like that? I forget. Maybe I mean, that's it's what always, it was. There's always a chain, buddy. There's always a chain, uh, you know? Oh, fair enough. Okay. When you're buying and selling, you are the chain, let alone <laughs> if there's other people. Um, we had hired a buying agent. Yes, that, that was the case. And I think you were fairly dissatisfied with this person at this at the time we last spoke, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember if that was the case. We have... Ah, okay. So here's the situation. It's all change. I don't remember where we were. We had an estate agent who was selling our house, right? Mm-hmm. And we were going to fire them because we okay. were unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Then they sold the house. So our house is under <laughs> offer. So then we hired a buying agent, which is not really a thing that exists very much in the UK. It's more like the US system where you have somebody who helps you go out and buy a house. We hired that person. We fired them three days ago because they were useless. Uh, (laughs) And honestly, in it, they, okay, so we felt like they weren't very helpful and Mm -hmm. they kind of agreed. So <laughs> okay, as part of the contract, so we paid this person a fee, and we definitely got our fees worth out of them. We got a lot of information that was helpful. Okay, what this person's supposed to do is go out there and find a house for you, and they right. do this by like talking to agents in the local area, finding out properties that are about to go on the market, getting you in to see them before they do that kind of stuff, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. you're getting someone who knows the local area, knows the estate agents, and can, like, 
build those relationships to get you into houses so you can see them before they go on the market. Jazz is right. saying you need a Kirsty Allsop. Jazz, this is what I'm describing. This is like a British thing. That is a okay. buying agent. So that's what we... We hired someone who does that. The way this person makes their money is you pay them a retainer fee, which was a small amount of money to like engage the, their, their business because then they're going to go... You know, they go on viewings for you if you want or that kind of stuff. And then they take a percentage of the sale of the home. Okay, that makes sense. And as part of the contract terms, it says, if you let me go, if you buy any house I have shown you, I still take my cut, which I think is fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem was this person didn't bring anything to us. We couldn't find ourselves on the housing websites. Mm, so you mm-hmm. have, one begins with a Z in America, right? We have something called Zoopla, Zillow. Oh, yes, sorry. So yes, we don't yes, have yes, Zillow, yes. we have our own things here, but like those, she was just sending mm-hmm. us properties that were coming up there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can automate that on your end. This was really annoying, Adina, right? Because yeah, Adina I was also her. fun and stuff. Plus she just wasn't happy, she felt like that, that this person wasn't really paying attention to our preferences. So, we contacted that person and she was like, this is perfectly fine. Like, I understand the housing market is complicated right now. Like, she wasn't able to kind of get us in and she said, we'll just call it done. Like, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. can go and like any house you buy, like, is that go, go, you know, progress any house you want. I'm not going to take a cut. Mm-hmm. Job done. I respected that because yeah. she could have said, oh, well, <laughs> Because we, we had an offer on a place. We put an offer on a place that we had loved. Um, or I loved it way more. Like I, I think Adina really loved it. I, for me, it felt perfect. But we offered... It was way overpriced. And we offered like £20,000 under the asking price. And we knew we weren't going to get it. And we haven't gotten mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But like at that point, we were still progressing that. And then... She was like, if you want to continue with that one, go for it. Like, but you're not, I'm not going to ask for a cut from it. Oh, well, so that's, I, you that's know, classic. I thought that was good. I thought it was professional um, mm-hmm. as a way to end it, where like we weren't happy with how it was going. But really, it kind of seemed like she couldn't have done much different. So we're back out on our own again. We're viewing a bunch of houses over the next few days. Looking at the, you know, from the pictures that I've seen of these properties, we're going to see maybe like, I don't know, or we're trying to get into like five or six homes over the next week or so, like to view them. There's multiple in there that looking at the images, I would I would put an offer on them. So Oh, good. I don't know what it's going to be like because part of the problem, Casey, is the amount of, that the offers is insane right now. People are just, they're going like 10, 10 15% over asking price. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just not going to happen. Like this one place that we put an offer in on is way overpriced. Like I don't know how someone's going to buy this because no no mortgage company is going to value this price correct like this home correctly. It's just not going to happen. And so I don't really know. You know, basically that means that like let's say a house is five hundred thousand pounds, and you need a mortgage on it, say for like four five hundred uh, four fifty, say. If it's you know if it's overpriced at five hundred, a mortgage company is going to be like, we're only going to give you four hundred grand for maximum for a mortgage for this property, which means you have to find the shortfall. 
Yep, yep, yep. So like, I just don't know how people are gonna gonna be able to afford some of these houses. But like, whatever. There's some stuff that we found what it's valued at. We we could afford. It's in our price range for the type of property that they are. We'll see what it's like. But you know, at the moment we have an offer on our home. The person who made the offer is in a chain, so they they but they have an they're they're selling, but they have an offer on their place. And ever these two families or whatever know our situation. When when they made their offer, we said we haven't found somewhere and we don't know how long it's gonna take. Mm-hmm. We won't like sell to anybody else. Like we're not gonna take another offer, but you just need to understand <laughs> it's gonna take as long as it takes for us. Everyone says they're okay with this so far. But I would hope that by the next time we speak, we have made an offer and it's been accepted on something. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds more positive than I recall our conversation going last month. Because I don't think anything's going to happen. Like I just well, think everything's going to fall through. and that, that, That's why like most people, when they get an offer on their house, they celebrate. We have basically mm-hmm. treated it like it is a, no, like a nothing. Just because we've we've had people in our lives in the last year or two where they've been at the last point and it's all fallen through. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think being I wouldn't say pessimistic, but being realistic about it is probably smart. But it certainly sounds like progress is being made, which is something yes. to at least celebrate. I think. But I'm happy that that things are moving forward. But as Adina's keeping you breathing. In keeping you recording, how much of this was also going on eight hours offset while while the two of you were in California last week? Oh, a ton of it, including the firing of the person. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, it was great. Adina Adina deserves a medal. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a trophy or both. I don't know. I mean, you know what she medal deserves? She trophy. deserves a home that she really feels good in. That's what she deserves. I agree. <laughs> 